everyone and welcome to another podcast episode. My name is Lucy Challenger and I'm the CEO of Polo and Tweed and welcome to the Voice of Luxury where I am absolutely delighted to be joined today by the very fabulous Nula Mori. Nula, how are you today? Hi, I'm good thanks Lucy, how are you? Very well, very well, thank you for asking. Now, to everyone who's tuned in and perhaps aren't familiar with Nula and her amazing work, Nula Mori is, as she herself describes, a curly hair specialist. Now, we may stop and think and think, oh my goodness, what, what does this actually mean? Why does one need a curly hair specialist? So Nula, perhaps you could cast your sort of mind back to your career. Tell us a little bit about, you know, your path your journey through it and then what's okay. brought you to being now this specialist in your field um so it I'm really lucky actually it happened organically um I didn't set out to do curly hair um I actually used to specialize in wedding hair and hair extensions um and so I was often weddings every weekend sometimes two three a weekend um hair extensions in a week and then just doing you know all sorts of types of hair in between um but I think having curly hair I've always understood it and over the years, I've sort of figured out different ways of working with curly hair um, that have worked. And I create my own techniques and my own little methods. And they're always growing, like my methods always slightly changing and I'm tweaking things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just start getting more curly guests. They just, one curly would recommend me to another curly. Um, I've always been against um, straightening and blow drying hair too much. I never used to straighten my hair when I wore it smooth. I always blow dried in on a low heat because mm. it's so damaging for the pair and people don't realize what they're doing mm. so when I washed someone's hair at the basin and I saw that there was some kind of movement in the hair I said to me you've got a natural texture in here you've got a wavy hair or curly hair mm. and they would like 99% of the time they said nope I've got frizzy hair that's all it is so I have to straighten it but frizzy hair is curly hair of some form they just don't know how to look after it yeah. so then I would just say would you want me to try and show you how to style it that way um, and then it grew from there, really. They'd see it styled. They'd be blown away because they never realised that's what their hair actually did. And yeah. then people started coming to me and saying, you're a curly hair specialist. Can I book in with you? I thought, am I? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I sort of just went with how it rolled. Yeah. Yeah. It's really lucky, yeah. actually. And I don't do so many extensions now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fascinating. So were you always interested by hair growing up? I mean, was that sort of a vocation that you, you were passionate about and you, you knew you wanted to work with it? Yeah, massively. I loved hair from a really, really young age. Um, And there's a video of me at six years old actually saying I wanted to be a hairdresser. Um, And my whole life, people always looked down on me for wanting to be a hairdresser. And I went to a private girls school and I remember the headmistress, you know, saying to me, why are you in this school? You want to be a hairdresser? But I just, I couldn't stop thinking about hair. It sounds silly, but I was always trying things on my dollies, begging my mum who would never let me near her to do her hair. Um, and then going into hair into school every day with wedding styles in my hair. So um, yeah, and then as soon as I was 15, I joined a salon, okay. um, evenings and weekends. And it went from there really. Wow, wow. And now to this day, you, you have your own salon, you are obviously a specialist in your field. But you know, I, I know you through my, my husband who he has mixed race hair. And he has always had the bane of his life was finding someone to look after his hair. And I remember when I met him, and we were living in London, and he said he had to go to a specialist. And, and, and that, that sort of blew me away. I thought, well, well, hang on, why can't just 
anyone cut your hair? And he said, well, I end up looking like a lampshade and it looks terrible and they don't know how to cut it. So for people listening in who might A, have frizzy hair and thought that that's what their hair is or have never considered that it's different to approach curly hair. What are the main differences, would you say, between how you approach your craft and say a sort of a typical hairdresser who would just be able to cut normal inverted commas hair? So um, when you cut, say, straight hair, as they call it, um, you go, you do it in sections, sections that you've been taught by the book, the hair's all wet, you pull it very, um, you get the tension really tight and you cut it sort of uniformly. But with curly hair, you cut it by the curl. So if somebody's got wavy hair, I would cut it different to curly hair. So there's different techniques with different types of curls. If somebody's got Afro hair, I cut it slightly different again, but it's all freehand. There's no combs involved and it's all done on dry hair as well. Okay. Most of the time, like 90, 99% is done on dry hair. And that way you can work with the natural texture because there's so many different curls on one head. For instance, my hair's super tight and coily and curly underneath. Then it gets looser here, then it gets tighter here. So if you cut to the curl, it all sits together after. Whereas if you pull it all and then cut it, this would shrink right up. It would all change and it wouldn't sit right. Yeah. So it's kind of like cut, shaping a bush <laughs> in your garden. <laughs> Great. You think of a shape in your head and you, you then go for it and get that shape. Oh, that's fascinating. That makes so you talk about sort of doing training initially or, you know, being passionate about hair. I mean, why are, is this taught at hair dressing school? What, I mean, so many people have curly hair, not just mixed yeah. people, you know, all different colours and backgrounds have curly hair. As you said, some even don't even realise they have curly hair with the frizzy hair. So is this yeah. not taught in sort of fundamentals of hairdressing? No, I remember when I was in college, we got taught about curly hair on paper and it was literally, you'd see straight hair, a wiggle was wavy hair, and then that was curly hair. And that was our my education on curly hair. Um, the trainers in college don't know about curly hair. They haven't been taught curly hair. And I think obviously the days when straighteners came out, everyone just started straightening their hair because there was this new, very exciting tool that would make your hair super flat and super shiny initially, not over time. Yeah. Um, and so people just forgot about <laughs> their own hair and didn't even try to see what they had for years. Um, but now people are starting to embrace it more and realizing that actually it's really damaging straightening your hair for years. And it's actually more flattering if you work with your natural texture for the case of most people. Yeah. Um, it's just it's sad actually, I wrote to City and Gills last year about this about why it's not in their curriculum and they haven't got back to me so I don't know if it's just because of you know they're very busy they might have a lot of um a lot of things to deal with but they didn't get back to me so but I think it should definitely be something that's there in the future absolutely and it 100%. seems you know I'm a I'm a child sort of I was a teenager in the 90s and I had frizzy hair I used to akin myself to scary spice gone wrong that my hair was just this sort of big frizzy mess and the second straightness came out I remember it was sort of I jumped on that I thought finally I can control my hair but actually that's not right we shouldn't be sort of processing our hair and damaging it like you said earlier with yeah. and all, all this sort of heat we should actually be able to be learned taught as a child and through our you know hairdresser etc how to bring out that natural beauty of the hair and it seems like there's yeah. a disconnect that you, you you've identified very early on did you sort of do you train up others then do you sort of look to develop yeah. these techniques because you've obviously had to learn yourself because you weren't taught that originally yeah so like I said it happened very slowly and organically over time um how I formed my way and then I trained I remember I trained one other in the salon mm. um of the techniques I sort of created and I remember thinking 
I really hope nobody ever cuts my clients in the future. Say if I were ill or something, I don't want anyone to cut my clients because I used to be paranoid about the way I cut curly hair because it wasn't the norm or done by the book. Yeah. And I think they wouldn't understand what I've done and they'll think I'm a really bad hairdresser. But actually it was the right thing to do. I realized now I actually created a really good way of cutting curls. And so then when I started training one of the others, I realized that we needed to train more. So I trained everyone in the salon. And now when people come to me for an interviews, initially they're quite put off um, because they don't have any idea how they're going to fit into the salon. But I say to them, look, as long as you've got a passion, you've got a drive for hair and you have the basic knowledge skills, I will teach you the rest. And then we, we go at them like full force with training as soon as they join. And then they love it. They really, really love it because the feedback you get is just just out of this world because people haven't seen their hair like that before yeah no and um it just it just yeah all our hard work is that that client smiling in a chair just makes it worth it all those long days no lunch breaks everything makes it worth it yeah no absolutely and for everyone listening um you know at the end of this i i encourage you to go and look at nula's um instagram because these transformations that happen with people's hair is is outstanding and it's so funny the amount of comments you get from people saying this isn't real or this has been done with curling tongs or people don't believe that you've created this naturally and i think that's just reiterated by the fact that there is that obviously lack of understanding in the actual profession around the world where people don't know how to manage their curls but you talk about training people that come to your salon and and, you know giving them that support but if people are listening from around the world and want to to learn more about this or sort of enter the the world maybe professionally in this area what would be your advice to someone wanting to start out obviously there's the traditional you know hairdressing college and training courses that they can go on but it sounds like perhaps they're not going to get that much (laughs) support in this area in it so what would be your advice in that instance it is so 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 hard so because there isn't many people doing it and I've looked myself because I get asked all the time from people around the world whether they want to be stylists or whether they're just customers looking for somebody that can cut their hair you know how do I find a salon that cuts curly hair and when I've looked there are so few more and more people are starting to train in it which is really good Mm. I'm hoping to I did was doing some training courses before all the COVID thing and um that was going really really well but sadly when we open I'm not gonna be able to offer that straight away because we need to obviously look after our guests first um but yeah it's just looking just google look like mad on google for any kind of training and luckily now with technology a lot of things can be done over zoom so you could be the other side of the world and learn something um amazing so i just say research and find someone follow all the people that you love that do curly hair and then like people ask me just ask them see if they know of anybody i know a couple now obviously i know some in australia and it's good it's making it like community as well yeah lovely through us all that's really nice. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. And so you, you've obviously developed your craft and developed your skills in this area, as you said, from not having that fundamental training initially and, and now being a specialist. But what is it about this that inspires you? Why, why do you wake up every day and feel excited by these? Do you still learn? I mean, what is it about yeah. it that, that makes you go to work every day? <laughs> um, I have got a huge passion for hair. Like, like I think it's a problem because I can't switch off ever and I know that sounds mad I know it's brilliant I've got this drive and stuff but I just can't ever switch off even at night time to the point I go to bed I'm always thinking about different things with hair how I can change things how I can do things for the business for people for this for that like yourself I guess when you're a businesswoman you just have that mind don't you You just just rolls around like this um so oh I don't know I guess it's just I get a buzz I get a buzz it's like 
when I've done someone's hair and I see how happy they are and then, then they come back to me the next time and they say, you've changed my life. I feel confident. I've managed to go for this interview. My husband loves my hair because a lot of people, they destroy their hair and they don't realize when they're straightening it constantly and they'll straighten it every day because every tiny little kink they see, that will get the iron on it again. And then they come in and their hair's dull. It's all fuzzing because it's broken and you know they bleach it as well. So just seeing somebody's hair change and then realize what they actually naturally had the whole time. Yeah. It just makes, yeah, it's just amazing. I can't, it's, it's like, oh, it's like winning the lottery. You know, you get that buzz and you just won something. It's like that, but you get that all day consistently throughout the day of the clients. It's really oh, nice. It's hard work, but it's definitely rewarding. That's so satisfying. Like you say, I think, you know, obviously I'm a woman and I feel my hair is a large part of my identity. And I think a lot of women have gone through that experience of having a traumatic experience at the hairdresser. You know, you ask for something and it goes wrong and, and then you walk out feeling unhappy. But actually for you to experience this total joy from your clients and to see these transformations, yeah. which they probably have never had before. Like you say, they've been straightening their hair every, since they were, you know, a young, young teenager. And now to suddenly feel that this is a new them and it's the, look, yeah. the organic real them. It's, 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 it's so amazing, it's so empowering. But you mentioned the bleach and, and seeing clients walk in for the first time with different hair, you know, situations. I mean, you yeah. must have seen some pretty unusual things. I mean, can you recount any particular ones that stand out in your mind? Yeah, so I have seen a few things. Um, very recently, actually, a lady came to us who, she had her hair bleached already and she wanted to get her hair brighter. So she decided to bleach it again at home. And she had um, hair probably, as long as mine, but even thicker, like really thick, curly, gorgeous blonde hair. And the hair was falling out from the root, from the scalp. It was so short. We had to give her the shortest pixie cut because it just all melted off. She bought the hair in a bag and she was devastated. Luckily, she had an amazing bone structure and a pixie cut really suited her. But it's just it just proves how dangerous chemicals are at home and people buying these. I mean, you can buy perming kits at home now as well and perm your own hair. Perming is such an art. It's such a skill. You can't just perm your own hair. Oh, my um, God. That, yeah, that was one thing. And then another one was um, as someone came in with hair extensions and the girl who had done them was obviously not that experienced. And the size of the bonds, they should be really, really tiny, like you could hardly see them. Hmm. They're about the size of marbles and they were not breaking down to get them out of their hair. They were so thick and so chunky. Um, that was a really, really difficult one to do. Yeah. Gosh, gosh, you really are sort of SOS for people. <laughs> <laughs> we get phone calls regularly every week at the salon. My daughter's done this or I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, how amazing that, that, that people can reach out to you to, to help that. But of course, now we we're back in yet another lockdown and, and COVID last year changed the world and of course had a huge impact on the hair industry. You know, salons had to shut. You, people yeah. suddenly couldn't go and have that support, the, particularly the support that you give is so specialised. How did you adapt? What, what was it like sort of in the first lockdown and what have you put in place since then? Yeah, so... I mean, in the first lockdown, initially, it was just, I guess, like everyone else, it was such an unsettling feeling, just horrible. It felt like a film, like a, like a nightmare. Um, and because you don't know what's to come. And obviously, when you get to the second and third lockdown, you have an idea of what's going to happen. Mm. Um, so initially, I panicked <laughs> and thought, what am I going to do? I need to make sure that we're still bringing in money, money as a salon. I didn't know how long the lockdown was going to be for. 
Um, obviously, I've got two small children. I'm a mum at home on my own, so I need to make sure that I do keep the business going for them. And um, I've always wanted to create an online shop and just never had the time before. So I thought, right, now's the time. I'm going to create an online shop and I'm going to try and put some sets together for curly hair to make it easier for people to understand what sets would work for their hair. So I did that and then I thought, no one's going to buy them. Nobody's going to buy these sets. <laughs> but luckily, I've got such an amazing support that people did and they were sending in their pictures. And then I was, um, you know, writing back to them saying, I think this set would be best for you. And we've continued to keep the online shop going through the second and third lockdown. Uh, we've still got that amazing support who have been um, purchasing through the online shop. And it's literally just made me relax a bit more and know that we're going to be okay. And we're going to make it through this last lockdown, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to keep the online shop going. It's going really well, actually. We're going to move it to another location. We're going to, we're adding more things to the shop and we're going to grow that side of the business as well. So oh, I've sort of created another business from the lockdown, which has been amazing, which I've heard a lot of people have done. So it's just uh, incredible, I think. Yeah, well, it's testament to you as, a, as an entrepreneur in, in essence, you know, you, you see that there's a, a, a problem that needs to be fixed and you, you fix that mm -hmm. problem, you know, and, and you're drawing on your specialism and, and that knowledge and allowing people, I assume around the world, do you send everything globally? Are you able to send yeah. post abroad? So we were shipping globally, but because of COVID there has been huge delays and huge problems. So now we, we do ship abroad, but limit, a limited amount of countries. Um, and now obviously that we're Brexit and everything, that's changed things again. Yeah. Um, so I just, uh, I still have been advising them and they've been going directly to um, sites in their country and purchasing from them. Because obviously the ship and the shipping's just expensive now. It's crazy yeah. in some countries, but we have, again, we've even had some people, even though they know the shipping's expensive, they just wanted to support us. And they bought it anyway, knowing that they could save that money, but they just would rather not. It's yeah. been inc incredible. It's like, there are so many amazing people out there. I've met them. I've met this whole online world of friends that I just, yeah, it's just, okay. it's blown me away, actually. When I think about it, it really has blown me away. Yeah, I think, I think people it's, are. Yeah. It, it, it's testament, isn't it, to the people that follow you, but also the support you give to people because they want to support yeah. you in turn during a time that none of us could have possibly foresawn and and imagined happening um but you know you, you mentioned your 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 children um and and now we're all homeschooling and 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 stuck at home um with your sort of knowledge of hair and and, and how creative you are as a person are there any sort of at home activities that you know i've got a five-year-old so you know if i can think of something new to do with him as a different day from groundhog day i will do it with him is there are there any fun activities with hair that you could think of that might be fun for parents to do in lockdown yeah so a good one would be hair braiding um, if you don't know what hair braiding is, it's when you take a very small amount of the hair and just do a tiny little plait, okay. and then you get some colourful string. It could be, say, three colours of the string. You tie it at the top, and then you can wrap it around the hair in different patterns. Um, I used to do this, actually, when I was younger at fates and stuff, um, sit there with a little stool and wrap <laughs> braids up for girls, and you could put the little beads on the end, because obviously they're not allowed those during the school hours, so it's quite fun, and they could do it on each other. Um, there's probably in videos there's probably lots of videos on youtube on how to do it if you don't understand what i mean but it's it's very easy very cheap to do and a lot of fun so i'd probably say that one would be a good one oh, i love that idea that's so fab well yeah i mean i've got lots of hair that my, that my son can yeah. certainly have you'll be multicolored next week 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that sort of initial stress when the first lockdown happened, which so many business owners went through because they, you know, business stopped trading. They had to find their new way to, to cope with it, which you are doing with this incredible access to these products and, and yeah. quite specific selections for your clients for their hair. But are there any things you did sort of outside of business to help you, you know, mental health has been affected. People have been in financial hardships during this last um, year. Were there things that you put in place to help you with that? What did you do to help with your sort of mindfulness and feeling grounded during this period? Yeah, so I always seem to think that I'm a really strong, confident person because that's what everyone tells me and that's how I have to be in the work environment. Um, but then I did really struggle actually a lot more than I thought I would have. And it's only now I realise how much I struggled because I feel a lot better now. Mm. Um, I started getting really bad anxiety, like really bad um, and kind of some panic attacks and things. Um, and I always believe that when something starts, you need to nip it in the bud and find that help, whatever it may be to help you. Because obviously being a mum as well, you want to be 100% for your children. You don't want to be um, bad for them. So I actually got recommended to a lady, her name's Sophie, and um, I don't know if you'll be able to put her link into this at some point. Sure. Yeah, and she was amazing. She was a hypnotherapist. And I didn't think much about hypnotherapy before because I'd only seen those programs on TV where they make people bark like dogs and cluck <laughs> like chickens. So I never thought about doing that, but it's been incredible. It literally has changed me as a person. I feel so much calmer, so much more relaxed. I'm able to think in the right way rather than panicking about things. Um, and I definitely recommend if anyone's struggling or suffering out there, just reach out, even if it's just to a friend, talk to them, just say what you're going through. And that even helps, even though it's not fix the problem, it does feel like a relief. And you never know, like I reached out to my friend, she introduced me to this lady. And I've been, it's only say a month ago and I've had three sessions now, so it's not much. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I feel so much better, much, much better. I feel younger, I feel healthier, I feel more alive. It's, it's really good. So definitely get the support you need. That's incredible. Well, I think, you know, so much of the time we feel ashamed about asking for help, don't we? And, and there's yeah. a stigma with sort of talking. If someone says, how are you today? The natural response is, I'm fine. <laughs> you yeah. never think, you going, well, actually, I'm having a really, really hard day. And I, you know, I just want to scream. And, you know, you wouldn't ever say that. Whereas, you yeah. know, I think reaching out to people like Sophie that can give professional support in a really safe environment and, and actually help positive change, I think, you know, why not? Because so much of the time we can be caught up in the negativity. It's it's very refreshing to feel, you know, that you can have that support when, when you need it. So, you know, yeah. I commend you for, for making those those choices and making that change, which which oh. you've done in your in your whole life. Now, now Nuda, I'm going to throw a little quick fire round question quiz in. You haven't prepared okay. for this, so you don't know it's coming. Um, so I I'm going to say two words. Um, okay word that you feel most drawn to uh you can give me a reason as to why if you wish or you can just say the word so okay. for example i might say cats or dogs and you would say dogs lovely okay, okay. morning or night night vacation or staycation vacation netflix or party <laughs> Oh, that's a hard one. I'll probably say party because I haven't had one so long and I've had too much Netflix. <laughs> Fair enough. Fish or chips? Um, chips. Straight or curly? Curly. 
Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie? Brad Pitt. Rain or sun? Sun. Avida or Moroccan oil? <laughs> Avida. Sea or pool? Sea. Fast or slow? Fast. Sweet or savoury? Sweet. Britney or Madonna? Oh, Madonna. <laughs> eggs or bacon? Um, eggs. I'm vegetarian. <laughs> Gold or silver? Gold. Today or tomorrow? Ooh. Uh, oh, God, that's a hard one. Um, <laughs> uh today today nice thank you so nula you know we've spoken about the world that you work in and and to so many listeners this might be a really quite eye-opening moment that they no longer have to reach for the hair straighteners and actually could have really curly hair <laughs> that they yeah. have not realized um but you know looking back at your career looking back at where you are now and the journey you've been through what do you believe it takes to succeed in life? What is what is the journey of life all about? Um, I think believe in yourself, hundred um, percent. Go with your gut instinct. Don't listen to what others say all the time. Obviously, listen to what others say, but with a pinch of salt. Uh, don't let anyone get you down or stop you from doing anything. I was told when I I won't say who, but I had very close people to me say when I first opened a salon why are you doing this oh they were really against it I wouldn't put your name above the door because when it fails um I had those sorts of comments you know I've had little things like that throughout my life that always made me question myself but that actually made me fight harder mm. so do what you love do what you believe in if you've got that drive and you've got that passion you'll do it it will just naturally come yeah no, no, and I mean, how crazy that you had those comments when you were starting out, and then look at yeah. you know that that that's it. If you believe in something, if you have the passion for it, you should follow your dreams and and stick with your guns as well. Because hundred percent, yeah. Look. And there's always hurdles. Like every now and again, there will be a hurdle, maybe a little one or a really big one that will make you question yourself again. But you will get over that hurdle. And you know, business isn't easy. It's not meant to be easy. If it were easy, everybody would be in business. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Now, everyone listening who now needs to go and check out Nula's incredible um, Instagram first, because her, her Instagram, you should see these transformations. You can find her handle at Nula Mori Salon. Now, Nula is spelt N-U-A-L-A. Maury and then Salon. She's also got her incredible website where you can obviously reach out to her and her team, book appointments, hopefully very soon, um, and you know, order, uh, visit her online shop, etc. And that's nulahairdressing.com and again spelt N-U-A-L-A. So, you know, Nula, thank you so much for spending this sort of short window insight into this incredible curly hair world you work within. <laughs> it's been so fascinating and I really, I really hope our listeners have really enjoyed it. So thank oh, you. Thank so you so much. much for having me, Lucy. Thank you.